for the Athletic Podcast Network. This is the update. I'm Adam Copeland. On today's show, we'll talk to Matt Barrows, who covers the San Francisco 49ers for the Athletic, about the start of training camp. NFL season is here. Trey Lance is going to be named the starting quarterback, according to Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch. Jimmy Garoppolo is aware. D. Ford's name came up. Also, some of the contract discussions about Debo Samuel and Nick Bosa. When do those go down? We'll get some clarification from Matt Barrows, who joins me next. Today is Wednesday, July 27th. It's a pleasure to welcome back to the podcast, Matt Barrows. He covers the San Francisco 49ers for The Athletic. And Matt, it's training camp time. We've got some news, man. How are you? Welcome back to the podcast. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me back. And yeah, thank God uh, we got some real practices, some real padded practices in the offing to uh, to write about. Uh, a lot of uh, speculation and you know, we can't assess defensive linemen. We can't assess offensive linemen. Oh, we can't really assess running backs. But once the pad goes on, I think uh, we can start to evaluate all those guys. Matt, nobody wants to assess that, man. All anybody wants to talk about is the quarterback, dude. That's that's what we're here for, uh, is to discuss exactly. pad, <laughs> discuss exactly. a, a little bit of quarterback. It's so, it's, it's so funny you, should, you say that because uh, George Kittle was asked a really interesting question today. It was, what question do you get? the most when you run into a, a fan on the street. <laughs> they're, they're either about Jimmy or Trey, one or the other. How, how's Trey looking? How's Jimmy taking things? Uh, that sort of thing. But I think that's uh, that's the case with every person in football. It always revolves around the quarterback. Yeah, I don't think anybody's stopping George Kittle to say, hey, did you see uh, Trent Williams was rated number 99 at left tackle in, in Madden this year? Uh, they, they just sort of move on from that. So, so let's start with the quarterback position, and we will get to some of the other stuff you mentioned. But Kyle Shanahan met with the media on Tuesday, did uh, sort of lay out what the situation was with Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance, and, and all but said Trey Lance is our guy. We're committed to him. Uh, the, the team is ready for him. He told Tim Kawakami on a podcast on Monday. Uh, what was your takeaway? And, and what do you think the uh, the big exclamation point or the big underline point was from Kyle Shanahan and his opening presser? I mean, I don't want to um, underplay it, but you know, this is what they've been saying for a while now, certainly since February, when they um, acknowledged that they were trying to trade Jimmy Garoppolo. They said at the time, you know, we think we're, we're ready to move on to, to Trey Lance. And this certainly has been the plan since last April when they, uh, when they traded up and, and got Lance. So, Really, everything is exactly how they thought it would be. The only hiccup is that they thought that they'd be able to trade Jimmy Garoppolo, certainly after a season in which he guided the team to the NFC Championship game. And, you know, there's a, a couple of things uh, involved in that, obviously the, the salary. And then the big thing, of course, was the shoulder surgery, which just torpedoed that. So that's, that's the only sort of fly in the ointment of the grand plan that they started to put into effect really at the end of the of the 2020 season was when um, they started to think about you know how this would all play out and that includes everything the salary cap structure who they knew they'd have to pay Debo Samuel Nick Bosa they needed a rookie quarterback on that deal and so th- this was set in motion probably you know sometime uh, in January or or early February back in uh, 2021 so in terms of, of uh, earmarking dollar amounts, they did talk a little bit about uh, Debo Samuel and Nick Bosa. I believe the statement on Bosa was as long as we're here, he's going to be here, and the Debo deal should be done sooner rather than later. Uh, what was your take on that, on, on when those deals get done? I've been struck by just how different um, the stances of the, of the two parties has been. I mean, obviously we were 
remember, I guess it was April when uh, Debo Samuel demanded a trade and uh, nobody could believe this was happening and a lot of frantic activity uh, around him, whereas the Bosa stuff has just been so relaxed. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, we'll get to it when it, when it, when it comes, comes time to do it. John Lynch said that in back in, I guess it was May or June, and uh, basically reiterated that uh, on Tuesday, which is we're in no rush to get it done. We'll, it, it will get done. This guy's a cornerstone of our franchise that's on the to-do list, but there's a real trust there between the two sides. And, you know, Bosa basically shrugged his shoulders when he was asked about it in June. He showed up today. Everybody showed up on Tuesday for report day other than D Ford, and, and even that was expected. So um, I think that the Debo situation has calmed down to a point. He reported as well. Uh, I think early on, once these practices get started, he's going to do the the thing where he shows up. We see him on the on the on a side field. We see him in the huddle, but he's not practicing. Basically, what T.J. Watt did last year until he gets that new contract signed. But it doesn't seem like it's imminent. But the sides are talking. I believe the technical term for that, uh, Matt, is a hold in. You're not holding out; hold you're in. holding in, so that you're uh, you're not getting fined, but you've uh, you've attended the mini camp or the uh, the training camp, and uh, you don't have to fork over any money for it. So that's what we should expect from Debo, I guess, until until uh, he does get a deal signed, is what it sounds like. Uh, I do want to back up just a minute here. I know we mentioned the quarterback situation. I want to go back to Trey Lance for just a sec here because on Monday uh, the report about Kyler Murray's contract came out. Right, all the the stipulations about his four hours of required homework and film study and practice on his own each and every week for this season, and looked like at some point if the uh, if the Cardinals felt like he was not putting in the work they could void the deal or he would be not living up to his end of the contract it was a weird thing to come out because it doesn't make either side look good however I did dig up an article from last year about Trey Lance when he first got to camp and the Niners gave everybody an iPad I believe it was Peter King that wrote that Trey Lance last year at least throughout the first part of the season led all 49ers in time spent in film study on the iPad I just thought that was you know it's a non-story when you read about it a, a year ago but when you hear that compared to Kyler Murray who was the number one overall pick just a few years ago sounds like Trey Lance has got a pretty good head on his shoulders what can you say about his work ethic and what have you heard from people in the building about his sort of dedication to understanding the Shanahan offense and what that's going to mean for him this year well I mean he barely took any time off this offseason so once the season ended all these guys take two weeks off even even Nick Bosa who's like (laughs) a workaholic when it comes to that but then he was down this is Trey Lance he was down in Southern California he went out to Atlanta to work with uh throwing coaches out there a lot of the time has been spent with Brandon Ayuk. He's been doing all the right things. And, and, and I think that the 49ers wouldn't have drafted him at that spot had he not had that in his background. But it just sort of reinforces uh, what they thought they saw in Trey Lance. And on Tuesday, I thought it was really interesting that Kyle Shanahan was, was talking about the evaluations and what they saw in Lance. And they've talked uh, a lot about that work ethic in that dedication. The thing that he raised was uh, Lance's processing ability, the the ability to go through all of his options and and, and kind of work through a field. And it's something that he said he was able to see just from that scant film at North Dakota State. And that always kind of, you know, gets you back to what is the most important thing for Kyle Shanahan. And I think that's a big part of it. How, How quickly can this guy move through an offense? And um, I think that was a big part of what he was trying to do is trying to kind of replicate the things that Kyle Shanahan runs when he was in Southern California, when he was in Atlanta. So it'll be interesting to see whether that has kind of paid off 
when the pads go on and whether he's able to kind of work through those progressions even more swiftly than he was able to do last year. I think probably fair to say that's the biggest wild card for this 49er team, but there are expectations because they they went to the NFC Championship last year and and were Super Bowl contenders just a couple of years ago. And so obviously Trey Lance and and what he can do this year is going to be a wild card. And then, of course, the growth year after year, what we want to see from him. Outside of the quarterback position, what position uh, has the most storyline around it or maybe the most appeal? What are you most excited about following? uh, What element of the roster entering the season outside of Trey Lance? You have this dichotomy between the uh, the defensive line, which is just teeming, teeming with, I don't know who they're going to cut. Mm-hmm. They signed a, an, another former first-rounder on Tuesday uh, to an already chock-full group. And that's in contrast with the offensive line, where there really are, are three positions that could have brand-new starters there. And, and a, a couple of guys that barely played last year as rookies in um Jalen Moore, he could end up being the the right guard, and, and Aaron Banks probably is going to end up being the left guard, and um, you know Jake Brendel, a guy that nobody knows about, who started uh, two games I think at center in his career, could end up being the guy who's right in front of Trey Lance, and then you've got Mike McGlinchey, who's coming off of the big quad surgery from last year, and yeah, that that is a uh, position group that's full of question marks. The other one is just full of talent, and um, you know watching them work against one another. You know, what's Brendel going to do when he faces Eric Armstead? You know, Brendel's this kind of smaller guy. You know, arm length is always a big deal with these offensive linemen. He's got 31-inch arms, which are short. <laughs> Eric Armdor- <laughs> Armstead's like, I'm like, I almost called him Eric Armdor because I wanted to say Condor. <laughs> He's got these long, long levers. Um, so I mean, we're going to find out pretty soon, the pads go on on Monday, just how much trouble the 49ers could be in on that offensive line because uh, they're not going to face a group as good as these uh, these 49ers defensive linemen. Yeah, and sometimes that can uh, that can play to your favor where uh, where it makes you better and you rise to the occasion, or it'll, it'll point out some glaring holes, as, uh, as you just noted just a second ago, with some of the new faces and names on that offensive line. This is the, uh, for me, this is the start of the football season, man. It gets fun uh, right around uh, this time. Obviously, the, uh, the preseason game's coming up soon, and then uh, a little over a month away from the 49ers opening, about six weeks away from the 49ers getting going in Chicago against the Bears. Uh, night before uh, training camp starts, is that like a, a first day of school thing for you? Do, you? do you lay out your clothes, get all your pencils lined up and sharpened? or uh, what, What's your process for getting going in the season? I make a CVS run and make sure that I've got a lot of sunscreen. <laughs> I make sure that I've got uh, a wide-brimmed hat. Notebooks, you, 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 you wouldn't believe how quickly you fly through a notebook just jotting down a little item. Oh, number 71, uh, pancake block on this play, that's, that sort of thing. So, those are, I, I got to get my, you're right, my school supplies in order before I, I hit that first practice. Your Jansport backpack, your gel pens, all that stuff. Your <laughs> highlighters, Matty, you got to get it in there. Keeper, the whole thing, <laughs> get your protractor, all that stuff, too. Get it ready for the start of the football season. Hey, Matt, thanks so much. I know we'll talk several times throughout the year, but always fun catching up. Uh, enjoy the start to training camp, and we'll, we'll talk to you later. All right. Thanks, Adam. Talk to you soon. Oh, as always, great stuff and great insight from Matt Barrows. And yeah, this is like the, uh, you don't say Christmas morning. It's really more like the uh, the start of, of the school year. Christmas morning is is logging on to, uh, to NFL Red Zone week one. That's Christmas morning. Get a little Scott Hansen, seven hours of commercial free football. That's more like Christmas morning. But yeah, it's that, that uh, summertime feel. Uh, summertime then comes to an end, of course. You get back into school. It's still sunny out. You got your new clothes. You got your new players, your new storylines to pay attention to. All that stuff going to be fun for the 49ers this year. Never a shortage of topics across the NFL. All things 
things we'll continue to talk about. And by the way, we actually are going to do a little review on the NFC West, a preview actually, get you ready for the 2022 season. On Monday, we'll talk to Michael Sean Duggar, who covers the Seattle Seahawks for The Athletic, get a scope of what the post-Russell Wilson Seahawks look like. And also then uh, on Friday, we're going to talk to Mike Sando, get into a whole bunch of the quarterback tiers. He does a great job for The Athletic every season, ranking and tiering the quarterbacks across the National Football League. So that's all to come in the days and weeks ahead. Thank you to Matt Barrows. Thank you to Brian, my producer. If you're enjoying the podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever it is you're listening. We'll keep bringing you the best stories in Bay Area sports. Again, on Friday, Mike Sando joins us talking NFL quarterbacks. Until then, enjoy the week. We'll talk to you Friday.